welcome to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on David Mamano. David is the host of the Gonzo Experience podcast, as well as a uh, seven-time entrepreneur, starting seven different companies, spending time as a professor at the University of Rochester, um, and the author of several business books, including Crash and Learn Lessons in Business. How are you today, David? Amy, you know, I was doing really well, uh, but all of a sudden I'm doing outstanding. So thank you. Oh, great. So um, you're a dad, right? I'm a dad. I have three kids, three wonderful, crazy, roller coaster, beautiful kids. Yes. So what is your opinion as an entrepreneur on work-life balance, parenting versus working on a business? Well, I think it used to be, easier to separate the two. You know, my dad in here in Rochester, uh, Kodak was the main company that everybody would, you know, your dad growing up in Rochester worked for Kodak, Xerox, or Bosch and Loam. And my dad worked at Kodak. And, you know, like he was gone when I woke up and he came home about six o'clock for dinner. And then, you know, he had his gin and tonic, had his cigarette and we watched TV together. Right. Uh, and he would read the paper. Um, and, and, but, you know, for me today, you know, um, it's everything is intertwined, right? You know, like I made my daughter uh, eggs this morning because she said she was hungry uh, before she went to school. Um, my kids, you know, constantly are like, oh, you know, I forgot this. I forgot that. Can you can you drop this off at school? Can you pick me up early? You know, uh, oh, I missed the bus. Can you take me to school? Like it's a you know, my life as a dad is very intertwined in, you know, obviously work, but, you know, intertwined during the, during the work day, quote unquote, with my kids. And, you know, I joke, like, you know, I tell my daughter, like, you know, I, when I was driving her the other day, I said, ask me how many times my dad brought me to school, like zero, you know, my, I have a little one, he's in fifth grade, we can go in and have lunch, you know, until they don't want to anymore. And, uh, you know, how many times did my dad come in and have lunch with me? Zero. You know, how many times did my dad, you know, drop off the, uh, the homework that I left at home? Zero. Uh, but he was a great dad, right? But it was just a different time. So, in, so for me in today's world, um, you know, texting, I'm texting my kids all day, right? They're calling me sometimes. Um, it, it's it's work-life balance has become interesting, right? I think I think you do have to focus at work, but at the same time, I think we have to be uh, maybe it's an elevated mindset when it comes to all to to to, to managing this mixed world today, right? So, remember, uh, I think he lived in in San Diego uh, or LA. Jim Rohn, remember Jim Rohn, the motivational speaker. He had a saying, uh, and it was "Wherever you are, be there." Now, yeah. you know, he he was big in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. He passed away, unfortunately, but, and his whole thing was like, when you're at work, be at work. Don't mm -hmm. let family invade work. But when you're at home, be well, at home. London now though, everyone's working from home. I know now it's one big soup, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, or when you're on vacation, be on vacation. Yeah. Hello with your smartphone. How can you be on vacation all the time? Right. Too. Especially so when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Entrepreneur. I mean, you're, you're, you gotta be on, right. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you may be on vacation. You're, you're working half days, right? 12 hours a day, but, uh, <laughs> so, so your dad was but, uh, yeah. a corporate man. It sounds like a Kodak man. Yeah. My dad was a middle manager of Kodak. Yeah. 
And uh, so how did you run into the entrepreneurial path? Well, I think it was in my blood. I mean, a lot of my uh, uh, family, you know, you know, my grandparents, aunt, uncles, all that, you know, came from Sicily. And um, a lot of them were entrepreneurs. A lot of them, you know, were in you know, construction and uh, food related businesses. Um, and uh, because that's what they knew. Right. And um, um, and so I, I think it was just in my blood. I think it was just like I was talking to my mom about this. I go, you know, I think because, you know, my dad, we had I had a typical beaver cleaver upbringing. You know, mm -hmm. we had a nice house and a nice suburb. We had dinner every night mm -hmm. and it was very stable, took nice vacations, no complaints at all. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. So I had no exposure to the entrepreneurial world. That being said, you know, at age six, I'm shoveling driveways for money in the winter. I'm washing cars in the summer. I'm cutting lawns. I have the paper route in the neighborhood. So it just, it just, it was like this innate fire in me. I think that, oh, that you, started to come are out. You, are you nostalgic for that period of life? Do you feel that technology has kind of made things more complicated? Or are you excited about where we are today compared to 50 years ago? Oh, great question. You know, there's some things I'm excited about, right? Some things are a heck of a lot easier. Um, I do communicate with my kids a lot more than my dad did. And once again, he's a great dad that just, he couldn't text me during the day because there wasn't texting. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, that being said, I do think that, especially for the kids, that technology um, has ruined some experiences of just being able to, you know, be alone and be bored mm -hmm. and think um, and just mm -hmm. hanging out more, you know, that, that phone is always there and there's always something to do on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So seven businesses, um, what, where are they now? Yeah. Uh, some have been sold. Uh, some are no more. And uh, so it's, it's a it's a variety. It's a variety. I'm really good at birthing businesses and getting into a certain level, mm -hmm. um, and then either having somebody run it for me or selling it. Are they all uh, so, in completely different industries? Do you stick within a certain industry? I did for a long time. So for the first, I'll say you know, 14, 15 years, I was in the education industry. So I was uh, in, in most of my businesses. Uh, revolved around helping high school students with their future. Cool. So, you know, college planning, career planning, all that stuff. So, and then the whole college world, you know, went crazy and they, you know, um, it, it just became a different, the education world changed a lot. And so I got out of it. And then I got into more helping um, entrepreneurs with their, uh, uh, their, you know, professional, professional life and personal life. And uh, that's what I continue to do. So today. Okay. What's the biggest challenge you see entrepreneurs facing today? Well, I think you kind of nailed it with time, you know, because there are, uh, there are so many um, things vying for our attention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get this report now on my iPhone at the end of the week about how long I've been on my phone per day. Mm -hmm. And it says like an average of three hours a day or four hours a day. And I'm like, oh my God, really? And I'm hoping part of that is just, you know, when I set it down, it stays on for a while or, you know, I don't know, but, you know, so. Um, so I would I think imagine that's every, actually low compared to most people. Oh, good. Well, it's for me, it's crazy, but yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, imagine, you know, spending six, seven, eight hours a day on your phone. Like what, what did we do when we didn't have phones? Like what, that's what was true. that time yeah, before, before, right? You know, so. 
So, it's so time. I would say, okay. Mm-hmm. I would, and I would say, and I would say focus, mm-hmm. right? Like time and then focus, um, you know, being able to say, okay, you know, I'm going to do these three things today and I'm not going to do anything else until I get them done and not let, let letting get these, these, the, the texting and the Facebook, like I have, uh, I don't get any notifications on my phone except uh, texting and phone calls. Mm-hmm. Because if I had that with, you know, Facebook and uh, uh, Instagram and WhatsApp and all, I mean, I would constantly be looking at my phone, right? So I turned off all notifications um, and I go check out my convenience. So I yeah. would think, I would say that the, 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 the biggest thing is the focus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about in terms of just a stupid business mistake you performed in your past that you learned the most from? Yeah. Um, I would say not knowing when to stop. So my, uh, my first business was a printed magazine for high school students. Right. And it did very, very well for a long time, but you know, when the digital revolution started to kick in, um, and revenue started going down, um, I thought, you know, we'll find a way to make it work. You know, we'll keep the magazine, but we'll go online and we'll do some different things. Uh, but what I did is I, I kept the core model as print, uh, too long. And I kept all the people too long because these were, this was a family. This is my work family. They helped me build the company. Right. And, and, it, but that a lot of payroll. So I kept the model and I kept the, the people like way too long. Well, isn't that and what happened to Coda? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a tough thing to do because the magazine still was bringing in the core right. of my revenue mm-hmm. and, you know, Kodak with film, you know, they were bringing in like 4 billion a year on film, very profitable while the world was changing like crazy. But how do you look away from that 4 billion a year to go do something? It's very difficult, you know? Interesting. Great lesson learned. Great lesson learned. What are your thoughts on the 80-20 rule? What should uh, businesses nowadays be spending 80% of their, like where's 80% of their success coming from? Digital? Obviously, digital some. Well, yeah, it depends on their business. I I would say it's the uh, it's the twenty percent of their customers, you know, bringing in eighty percent of their revenue. They should be spending most of the time with them and asking them, like, number one, how are we doing for you? What could we do better? Mm -hmm. And then number two, like, what else do you need? What else can we do for you in this in this area of what we do? Mm -hmm. And just constantly getting getting feedback about value that we're currently delivering and other value that they may need. Uh, Cause I think that's how you're going to grow the company is by focusing on the 20% of customers making 80% of your revenue. I love that. I love that. Okay. So back to your kids, do you have hopes that they go a certain route in their adulthood for, you know, what they end up working on? Well, not specifically. Um, my hope is that they they find their God-given innate talents, right? Gifts, and they're able to sync that up with their life, right? Like, I don't need them to be an entrepreneur. I don't need them to be like anything like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I want them is, you know, like, what gives them joy and how can they relate that to a career? Uh, because I've had that, you know? And so, like, my one son, you know, he's into biofuels. Like, he wants to you know, buy all these fields in Iowa and grow crops that people don't eat anyway, and then use that for fuel for like cars and motorcycles and lawnmowers. And that like what he talks about his eyes light up. So I'm like, if you go do that, then I would be very happy with that, you know? So 
So finding that joy and turning it into a career, that would make me very happy for my kids. I love that. I love that term makes his eyes light up. Yeah, yeah. So what are you working on now? Well, so as I went into COVID, my main business was a local networking group here in Rochester Mm -hmm. uh, called Avanti, which means move forward in Italian. And it was, we would meet once a month and the first half beer, wine, hors d'oeuvres networking. Second half, I'd bring in a really great speaker. And we built it up to about 100 members locally. We started expanding through licensing to different cities. Mm-hmm. And then COVID came and, you know, in-person events really weren't happening. Mm-hmm. We did. We went online, but it was really hard to sign up new people and, less, and people were showing up less and less to the uh, Zoom events because I think they were getting Zoomed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of put it on hold, but I'm reinventing. Uh, and I had this idea because I was using LinkedIn a couple months ago. And it was really frustrating because I get like, you know, 20 messages a day from people in India that want to do my website. Uh, all these notifications I have that are, have nothing to do with me that I get, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, sometimes something good happens on LinkedIn. Like when someone from San Diego wishes me a happy birthday <laughs> and, I, and I say, Hey, you should be on my podcast. So that works out then, but I wanted more of that. Like, like, and, uh, you know, obviously, I'll tell your listeners and, and viewers that that was you. So thank you. Uh, well, thank you. A, thank you. Yeah. Well, that was a meaningful connection. That yeah. was a meaningful connection. And, mm-hmm. but, and I think that's what people want from LinkedIn, but it's, it's happening less and less. So I thought I would love to create a truly meaningful kind of boutique LinkedIn, like a, mm-hmm. a boutique network of high achieving entrepreneurs that really want to truly connect like a dating app, but, but not dating, but with business needs. And, and then also offer some other resources like classes, like masterminds, like community, micro communities of related industries, et cetera. And uh, so I was talking to uh, about the whole idea to a friend of mine and she goes, oh, I love the name. I'm like, I don't even have a name yet. And she goes, oh, you said Utopia like three times. So I thought the name was Utopia, uh-huh, but I was funny. just describing it. <laughs> so I said, well, I guess that's the name. And what I did to make it a little bit more unique is I changed it to Y-O-U, so Utopia. Mm-hmm. And so we're building it. It's going to be utopianetwork.com. The cool thing is um, I haven't even built it, right? Like we have no algorithm yet. We don't even have a website yet. Our logo just got done two days ago, which which I love. And um, But I've already signed up 20 people at 2,500 a year. So people That's are amazing. like- yeah, they're investing in me, like the mm-hmm. belief that I'm going to bring them value. Well, there's definitely yeah. a market for someone to come in and, and uh, start the next professional networking site. Yep, that, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and then, you know, I, I do have a, like, you know, we're all supposed to have like a, a BHAG, you know, Big Hairy Audacious Goal. And so while the core of it will be globally online, I would love to, once COVID goes away, uh, is is certainly have an annual in-person event. Yeah. And the, the the vision is, this is in my head, you know, it's like a Woodstock meets business event, you know, like three yeah. days of great speakers, maybe in Colorado, Red Rocks. And it's just like this peace, love, and <laughs> let's make money fest, you know? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> peace, love, uh, and profits. I, I, like, I like the vision. Yeah, yeah. So I hope you'll come. Yeah, sounds fun. Just yeah. uh, let me know the date. And actually, I think you need to do it in Valle de Guadalupe down in Baja. That would be an amazing idea. We, we could do an international There's event every year. a lot of really great spaces for it. Yeah. All right. I like that idea. So um, 
what else? Who's been, you've done so many interviews on the Gonzo experience. What have you learned through or interviewing so many bright people? Oh, so many things I've learned. Um, I, I've learned that th there's a common thread with all of my guests mm -hmm. and that they're just, they have big hearts, right? They're really kind. I want to say they're heart centered entrepreneurs. Uh, they're just really, but at the end of the day, they truly love helping people. And yeah, they're going to get paid for it. They're going to get paid for the value that they bring. But they're like, I had Grant Cardone on my podcast. Mm -hmm. It's a reputation of being this obnoxious, loud, crass guy. And I, I braced myself. Like I somehow landed him as a guest. And I, you know, I rarely get nervous, but I was like, oh my God, this guy is, you know, bull in a China shop on steroids. Right. And I thought, you know, he's going to like, you know, like, let me have it and challenge me with, you know, like when I ask him something, like I was ready to get yelled at a little bit and banged up a little bit, you know, but this interview amazed me because, you know, I, cause I was told by his assistant, you have a half an hour, you have to ask these questions and like all these. Oh. And, and before the interview, I said, all right, Grant, I understand we have half an hour and you want me to ask you about this, this, and this. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it, Dave, you're doing me a favor, take as long as you want. And he's like, no, you don't have to ask me that stuff. Ask me whatever you want. And he was just like the, the chill, like, but, but powerful, mm -hmm. uh, helpful guy. And you could tell he's a really good person That's and that cool. came out on the podcast. So, cool. so I've learned, I've learned that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody is just a person and yeah. it's, you know, and just, and, you know, if they're truly successful long-term, they're most likely a really good heart centered person, you know? That's cool. Okay, so crash and learn. What um, any any reasons we should go out and buy that book? What's the one thing it's going to help someone with? Well, it's going to help somebody that to if they're having a tough time, you know, they're, if they're feeling like, oh my god, I'm about to go off the cliff and lose it all, um, or maybe they have. All these stories are there's ten entrepreneurs, me being one of them, that write a chapter, and it's all about like an entrepreneur that was riding high, pooped in stink, everything was great. And then crashed, lost it all, maybe, or most of it. But instead of crashing and burning, we learned, we kept on moving forward and we rose like the Phoenix to wow. thrive That's again. Really powerful. I didn't realize it was 10 different stories. Cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. Final question. What brings you joy? Uh, speaking. I love, so I used to do stand up comedy in my 20s. <laughs> Just for fun. I um, actually moved to Chicago for a while to, to maybe take it seriously, but I moved back and then I stopped it for a while, but I've always done speaking and I'm always, yeah, I always bring some humor in my speaking. But uh, last year I thought that it'd be really fun if I did stand up comedy again, but kind of mix it with business, you know? Mm -hmm. So kind of like That's a, a great idea. Mm -hmm. So I did it. I called the local comedy club and I said, I got this idea. Um, it'd be, we'll do it like on a Wednesday night, which is kind of an off night, but it's just like, it's, it'd be like a Tony Robbins and Jerry Seinfeld have a baby <laughs> named Dave Amano type of talk, right? And uh, mixing my business experience with humor. And uh, so we did it. I did it. And it was, I brought, you know, 200 people showed up, you know, on a Wednesday night during a pandemic. And, uh, uh, you know, and I was told that I killed it. I mean, I felt in my zone uh, and it was probably Where the happiest the video footage from this. Oh, I have it. I'll have it. I'll send it to you. Send it to me. Definitely. That's I will send so it to you. Cool. Actually, I, I lied. I have another person. So Mamano is a great last name. Why is that not the name of any of your companies? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. I just started, 
for the company, the holding company for uh, Utopia is Mamano Ventures. Okay. So I just did it. Yeah, yeah. But thank you. You know, you actually, you know, thinking of, it's funny you say that you like my last name because thinking of you and what you do with moms, literally in Italian, it means the hand of a mother. Mamano. Mamano. And uh, what a mamano was uh, back in the day, they were they were midwives. So the the hand oh my of gosh, the mother. Wow, what a tie-in! So I come from a line of midwives. So yeah. Wow. Well, then it's very appropriate to have you on today's show. Thank yeah, great so question. Great. I've never so been asked people, that. So great. What's question. the best way for people to find you? Get in touch with you. Uh, website is uh, davidmamano.com. Huh? And they can, they can, um, they can email me, you know, David at davidmamano.com. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I give up myself 585-317-8254. Happy to talk or text and help any people in the Amy tribe. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks for watching. For more, please visit www.monsummaternity.com.